Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. Hello, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement. We learn about different organizations and the important work that they're doing. Today we're going to talk with Teresa Morris. Teresa is Program Director of the Alzheimer's Association in West Virginia. Teresa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is such an important topic and one that has touched everyone's lives. Um, so I am uh, looking forward to learning a little bit more about something that is important. Um, and uh, we were talking earlier, and I know I do it, and I think other people do it. When I say Alzheimer's, I mean all forms of dementia, but that's not true. Correct. Um, so dementia is more of what we say, like an umbrella term. Um, so dementia describes a, a host of, of characteristics or a host of symptoms, including memory loss, um, language difficulties, difficulties with processing, um, sequencing, and, and et cetera. Um, and so Alzheimer's is actually a type of dementia. We have many, many types of dementia. Some of the most common are Alzheimer's disease, frontotemporal, um, dementia, Lewy bodies, there's vascular dementia, Parkinson's syndrome that, that includes the movement disorders in addition to the cognitive decline. So we do hear about Alzheimer's the most because it does comprise about 80% of those wow. with dementia. So dementia is the big umbrella and then Alzheimer's <coughs> falls under that. Yes. Um, and so dementia I think we all forget things and, and have concern that mm -hmm. why we walked into the room, but I can usually trace my steps and figure out why, like, oh, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, 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 I needed. Right. Alzheimer's can't do that, that right? Right. So that, that's actually one of our beginning or one of the first symptoms that you might see in someone is that they go into a room, just like you said, you know, they, they forget what they're going in there for. They might, they might walk out, but then they, at that point, they have no recollection of, of that they were maybe even looking for anything. Um, where you and I might do that, and if we retrace, you know, we're going to be able to figure out what we're looking for. Right. So I, I, I kind of always say when, when those types of issues, the forgetfulness, you know, looking for items and can't find them. When those um, daily tasks seem to be interfering with the person's ability to function independently, that's when we say you, you need to maybe take a look um, or get some, some further testing to make sure something's not going on. Is dementia normal? Does it happen to everyone? It is not. Um, it is absolutely not a part of normal aging. It is a neurological disease that progressively is fatal. Um, it, it, 
we all might have a little bit of, of forgetfulness. That might be a part of normal aging. But when there's a series of symptoms, a series of, of characteristics that, again, are affecting a person's ability to function mm -hmm. independently, um, that's when it's time to maybe take a look and um, get to a doctor. Right. I think we have a slide that gives the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And one of those is uh, memory loss that you can't really retrace. Right. Um, right. There are a few others. Right. Um, and you talk about new, uh, number six would be new problems with words and speaking yes. or writing. <clears throat> so, they, you know, these folks might start developing or they might have a, a different word for an item. So they might even say they're wanting to say telephone, but they might start putting it up to their ear, talk on it, you know, push the buttons. And, and they're meaning telephone, but they just can't come up with that specific word. Almost like a toddler. Similar, very, you know, mm -hmm. similar but not the same, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But how they try <laughs> to express themselves yes. without the words. Yes, yes. Wow. You know, I, I'm a speech pathologist by trade, so um, as, as a child progresses, that's kind of how an adult loses their abilities. Mm -hmm with dementia. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and another sign would be uh, someone that withdraws from society. Yeah. So these folks, I, I often think that this is probably one of the first signs, but we might not recognize it. Mm -hmm. I think these folks start withdrawing because they know something's not quite right, um, but they don't want anyone else to know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, so if, if they're, say, someone that always attended you know, church group or women's circle, they, they might not want to go because they possibly aren't following the conversation like they, could, like they used to. They feel like they don't have anything maybe to input. So rather than have to go through that, oftentimes they will withdraw. Um, another sign we talk about is, you know, changes in personality. Um, again, I think that's one of the first things that really happen. We just don't often recognize it. I think we just like to say, you know, dad's getting grouchy rather than it maybe thinking, well, he's grouchy because he's not following our conversations. You know, he doesn't remember that my son has a ball game when he used to always remember that. Right. Wow. <coughs> so it's not a part of normal aging. I don't think it's something we can completely prevent, but there are steps that we can take to keep our brain healthy. There are. You know, um, anything that's healthy for your heart is going to be healthy for your brain. Mm -hmm. So eating a diet really closer to a Mediterranean type diet, um, fresh fruits and vegetables, fish, limited red meat, um, also you know, exercising, cardiovascular exercise in particular. Um, but even things like um, reading, maybe learning a new skill. E even as we age, we should still be learning. And, and the benefit of that is when we learn something new, we either reestablish or establish neural pathways in our brain. So um, those new neural pathways kind of keep our brain healthy. Um, so even 
brushing your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's different. You ha probably have to think about that. So my addiction to Wordle is great. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, that's a great, you know, crossword puzzles, the word searches, Sudoku. I can't do Sudoku. I, yeah, I, I, I don't it understand it, but many folks, you know, love it. Even, you know, painting, mm -hmm. engaging in, in listening to music, um, all of those things that stimulate someone's brain can can potentially decrease the risk of and exercise I'm sure and exercise yes yep. um, so if I have a loved one or a neighbor or a co-worker that I'm concerned about mm -hmm. that I'm starting to <coughs> notice these symptoms and maybe some others what do I do so that's a tricky one if it's a neighbor sometimes they're hard um, because that you're probably not very comfortable getting kind of into their business. Um, so depending on your relationship, I think that determines how much you can really do. Um, I, I personally think being aware of, of what dementia is and just kind of having that awareness is a great first step. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if you maybe can talk to the person themselves if there's any family members I think it's it's okay to just say you know hey I've been noticing you know that this mm -hmm. happened your mom comes out at, at two o'clock in the afternoon and she's still in her nightgown um, now if she's always done that that's not a problem right. <laughs> but if it's different that's when we start thinking you know we need to kind of get a second opinion or get an opinion so can <coughs> I call your office is that a time that I would call your office you can in the early stages or would that be more um, as a caregiver into the process and into the disease so so you can call us at, at really any time of and there's the a disease. 1-800 number which I believe there we is. have on screen yes there right? is yes so you know, you can call us at any time. Our, our primary role in, in the state is to provide resources to family, caregivers, really anyone who wants to know more about dementia. Mm -hmm. So um, you, can, you can call us, you'll probably end up talking to me. I can give you some tips on maybe how to approach the topic. I can mail you information. I can direct you to some online sites and online information. And then I think it's kind of dependent upon the relationship that you have with the person as mm -hmm. to what happens next. You know, you always want to start with your family doctor because there are some other things that can mimic dementia in the beginning, maybe a urinary tract infection, some vitamin deficiencies, dehydration that, that might mimic. So you want to make sure that, right. that those things are, are normal. The dehydration, you mentioned that. I have um, seen that with um, with folks that that can really throw yes. it yes. a loop into their activities. Yes, yes. You know, sometimes even after surgeries, you know, someone if someone has had um, anesthesia, you know, they it might take them a little while to kind of clear up mm -hmm. from that. Um, so you go to your family doctor. They they should be doing a, a screen um, for anyone who's on Medicare. Um, it is actually part of a, the wellness visit uh -huh. annually. They can do a screen and then if, if maybe that physician isn't comfortable managing dementia, you, you really need to try to find a specialist that, that deals with dementia every day. Um, <clears throat> as a caregiver, 
We know. Hours are long, days and nights, and it doesn't stop. Are there support groups for that? There are. We have support groups across the state. Um, locally, we have three getting ready to start our fourth one. Um, they meet once a month. They're usually around an hour. And basically, it's just a safe space for folks to, to go. And I know sometimes it's easy to feel like that you're alone you know, when you're caring with some, for someone with, with such a disease. But I think they're, they're great to hear or to sit and then you hear, oh, I'm not the only person that's gone through this. Or, and sometimes, you know, we have resources. I can't say that I've used all of our resources personally, but if you're in a group of, of folks going through what, what you're going through, they might, they might have a better idea. You know, they might say, try this, try that, you know, I did this with my, my mom. Right. You get things that have worked for other people. Yes. And yes. sharing is always good. Yes, exactly. And um, plus just getting out of the house a little bit yes. works too. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Um, do you need volunteers? We, do you, how can someone help your so organization? We, we have several ways that we use volunteers in our chapter. Um, one is always volunteers for our walks, our walk to end Alzheimer's mm -hmm. that we have throughout the state. Um, I am always looking for volunteers in, in care and support or programs. Um, so I need folks to potentially find locations for us to do programs. Um, and by programs, I mean education programs. And again, that's all through the state of all West Virginia. All through the state, yes. Mm -hmm. So I always need folks helping me find locations, but also going through our volunteer process, learning the programs, and being able to do some of those programs. Um, it's, it's not feasible for me to hit every, you know, Lions Club in the state. It, it's just not feasible, so right. I need volunteers to be able to do that. And then we also have advocacy volunteers, and, and those, those folks help more with legislation, contacting our legislators, um, yeah. really advocating for for change. Great. So if people want to reach out, whether they need support <coughs> or they want to offer their volunteer time mm -hmm. or just need information, that 1-800 number is 1-800-272-3900 or uh, alz.org slash West Virginia. Yes, ma'am. Teresa, thank you so much for being here. Important topic, and I'm glad we could share some information. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. We'll see you next time. For more info on the Greater Canal Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.